A reading from the first book of Samuel. When David and Saul approached on David's return after slaying the Philistine, women came out from each of the cities of Israel to meet King Saul, singing and dancing with tambourines, joyful songs, and sistrums. The women played and sang, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry and resentful of the song, for he thought, they give David ten thousands, but only thousands to me. All that remains for him is the kingship. And from that day on, Saul was jealous of David. Saul discussed his intention of killing David with his son Jonathan and with all his servants. But Saul's son Jonathan, who was very fond of David, told him, My father, Saul is trying to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard tomorrow morning. Get out of sight and remain in hiding. I, however, will go out and stand beside my father in the countryside where you are and will speak to him about you. If I learn anything, I will let you know. <clears throat> Jonathan then spoke well of David to his father Saul, saying to him, Let not your majesty sin against his servant David, for he has committed no offense against you, but has helped you very much by his deeds. When he took his life in his hands and slew the Philistine, and the Lord brought about a great victory for all Israel through him, you were glad to see it. Why then should you become guilty of shedding innocent blood by killing David without cause? Saul heeded Jonathan's plea and swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. So Jonathan summoned David and repeated the whole conversation to him. Jonathan then brought David to Saul, and David served him as before. Verbum Domini. In God I trust, I shall not fear. Have mercy on me, O God, for men trample upon me. All the day they press their attack against me. My adversaries trample upon me all the day. Yes, many fight against me. In God I trust, I shall not be. My wanderings you have counted. My tears are stored in your flask. Are they not recorded in your book? Then do my enemies turn back when I call upon you. In God I trust, I shall not fear. Now I know that God is with me, in God in whose promise I glory. In God I trust without fear. What can flesh do against me? In God I trust, I shall not fear. I am bound, O God, by vows to you. Your thank offerings I will fulfill. For you have rescued me from death, my feet too from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. In God I trust, I shall not fear.
Dominus Vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Marcum. Gloria Jesus withdrew toward the sea with his disciples. A large number of people followed him from Galilee and from Judea. Hearing what he was doing, a large number of people came to him also from Jerusalem, from Edomia, from beyond the Jordan, and from the neighborhood of Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd so that they would not crush him. He had cured many, and as a result, those who had diseases were pressing upon him to touch him. And whenever unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. He warned them sternly not to make him known. Verbum Domini, It's never easy when we see power or prestige or popularity is taken away from us or in the appearance of it being taken away from us. Yeah, power, popularity, prestige, those can be good things, but they can be very harmful too. One of the greatest sins, of course, is, is the greatest of all sins is, is pride. You know, and there, uh, these popularity, prestige, you know that, power, you know that, that, that comes from pride. And if we are prideful in a, in a bad way, an evil way, this could be bring destruction upon ourselves and even upon those who we work or live with. And today we hear of this from, or see this, in Saul, from the first reading. Now Saul was jealous of David. He was losing his popularity, his power, his prestige. No, he felt it going away. And when we look a little deeper here at these passages, this section of Scripture, well, we see that, that Saul had earlier disobeyed God. He went out of favor with God. No, and then he consulted mediums. No, the witch of Endor. No, and that only brought destruction on his soul. See, Saul was more concerned about having power, having prestige, having this popularity. Know that it was now becoming destructive to him. But then, as we see, God is raising up a king, a new king, 
whom he's anointed, David. And David is now on scene. Yesterday we saw David defeat the giant Philistine Goliath. Now, David is now uh, uh, sort of a, an employer working for Saul, and he's been very successful in everything he's doing. But what we see of David is that David is a man of, after God's own heart. He is a man who's committed to doing the will of God, obeying the commandments, observing the law, following the word. No, he loves the Lord. Saul, Saul's not really showing this love. There's no humility in him. And he's now becoming jealous. So as we, as we look at, at Saul's life and this jealousy, you know, here, speaking of humility here, Saul has not acknowledged his wrong, though he was warned by the prophet Samuel. Today, you know, his son Jonathan is telling him, do not kill David. Because, yeah, as a result of this jealousy, he wants to kill David now. Jonathan says, don't kill David. But Saul, okay, Saul says, okay, I won't kill him. But Saul is not seeing his wrong, and he's not repenting. This is where he is lacking. And Saul is jealous because David is now growing in popularity. You know, he's now getting a certain prestige is coming upon him. People are recognizing his success. You know, the, as, as they says here, you know, Saul killed thousands. David has killed tens of thousands. And this is what really set him off. So he has this, this, this jealousy, this, this resentment of, of David and wants to kill him. See, and we could learn a lot from Saul. You know, it's easy as we go through our lives to, hey, get caught up in some success. You know, success can be a good thing. Like I said, power and, you know, the, the gifts God has given to us. We could use them for the common good to really build up community, to build up an organization, to make a, a very um, uh, impactful contribution, a very effective one. See, but then, as we see here, is that Saul is, is, it becomes jealous because somebody else is climbing the ladder. People are paying more attention to him. And we who go about our lives, you know, working and living, serving God, we may see this too. We may see somebody who's now hey, really growing in, in notoriety. Now here, people are recognizing him, they're, them, they're very influential. And then, you know, we could look at them and then they could, oh, oh my gosh, we can feel threatened. Oh, they, oh here, here they come rising of what's going to happen to me. The same way is, is that, you know, we who maybe, maybe the way we look. You know, we want to get the attention of everyone. We like that power. You know, and then somebody better looking, somebody smarter comes into the room. Immediately we start feeling jealous. Why? Because our power is being threatened. Our attention 
is being taken away. See, the, these are things that we need to recognize. Now, Saul, like Saul, it, it, his jealousy has become so, 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 so intense, so evil, that he now wants to kill David. I mean, that, I mean he's gone down pretty far. He says, well, you know, in our lives, you know, yeah, we may have some jealousy or, you know, and, and it could be even, even really severe. He says, well, maybe that we're not going out to really, literally kill somebody, take their, their lives, but we can kill them in other ways. Sometimes it's through gossip, detraction, slander, calumny those types of things. Or else, we can be very uh, hurtful. We can hurt these people with, you know, maybe our sarcasm, our cynicism, showing disrespect, making fun of them, mocking them. You know, the, these are ways that maybe we're not killing them physically. We can, we can, we can, we can hurt them interiorly. Oh, the, the, this, is, this, this has to be stopped. Because these, these are not the ways of God here. Well, say that we're, we're prone to, these, to, to, to jealousy. You know, we just can't help it. See, but this is what we got to recognize. Saul did not recognize his jealousy. He did not see the wrong in it. He was not humble enough to know. Now, that's where, where, where we go to, is holy humility. The humility of seeing the truth of things. Seeing the truth of ourselves. No, yeah, there are times when somebody's going to rise up. You know, it's hey, a younger person, someone more smarter. Well, that's, that could be a wonderful thing. No, and there, there are times when, you know, we have to set aside so that somebody else could come forward, so that they could make a greater contribution. You know, we may have, have done something very impactful, you know, very positive. But sometimes we got to recognize that we got to let others go now. We got to let others rise up. And this is hard to do. You know, especially as we, as we get a little older. You know, first, you know, we see this physically. They may not have the energy, the strength that we used to have. Then, you know, later on, we see that maybe that the ideas aren't flowing. Or things just don't come together as they used to in our mind. And that's okay. You know, it, it may be, have, be time to step down or retire. And we got to recognize that. See, we've got to see, see the big picture of things. The good of the organization. The good of the group. The good of even the church. That others now, it's their time to come forward. Our time to step back. Does this, is this a... Something of weakness? No. Something of strength. Because now we're, we're giving ourselves over to God in humility. We're saying, okay, Lord, my life is yours. See, see this, this life is passing. It's temporary. Ultimately, we are called to be with God for all eternity. With him. He's created us for a very purpose. We're special. We're unique in our eyes. So this is just, just passing. You know, in eternity, we are his. We're for his own purpose, special to him. 
made in his image and likeness, loved by him. No, that, that's what really matters. And we see this in, in the life of Jesus. Jesus, at the end of his life, you know, there he's, it doesn't seem that, that he's doing much on the cross. But hey, he's loving the world as, a love, as the world has never experienced love or ever seen mercy. And, in our, and, and as we begin in our older age or time to, to, to step down or whatever, we enter that time with Jesus. This could be an opportunity for greater love for us. But it has to begin with humility, recognizing where we're at, who we really are. No, and then, yeah, if we are feeling jealous of, of certain things, even if we're younger, is not ready for retire, somebody has to come up, you know. Well, we repent of the jealousy. Sometimes we have to repent over and over again that certain sins, they're just harder to overcome. Saul's not repenting here. See, so, so then God, God can't work if he's not repenting. You know, of course, the, the Spirit, you know, uh, helps us, you know, uh, to, to recognize our sins. He's close to the Spirit. He's open to the evil spirit because he's just given in to anger, resentment, hate, murder. Now we, we give ourselves over to God, to his love. We are, remember, surrounded by love. And the Lord Jesus just wants to help us. So if it's the jealousy we are experiencing, ask Jesus for help. Remember what, what true love is. Love is not jealous. It's not boastful. There's no hate in it. Love is all giving. And God calls us to greater loves, to love as he loves, to have agape love, the love that is all sacrifice, all, all, all giving, even that means giving of our lives. No greater love for his friends than he who gives his life for another. And this love that says, well, okay, I give it all to them, even if it's better than what I have. That's true love right there. And that's the kind of love that the Lord wants to flood us with and overflow with. But if we're, if we're, if we're just giving in to sin without repentance, we're, 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 we're so proud that we are not open to the voice of the Spirit or the voice of truth or God's love, then God can't work. So today, the Lord calls us to love, to himself. He wants to impart to us his ways. Now that, that is what's, 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 what's most valuable. That's what be should most valuable to us, is, is living like Jesus in every way possible, especially to love like him. This is God's will. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the Lord is ready to pour it on. All that is needed is that we open our hearts. In humility, we ask the Holy Spirit to work, to help us recognize our faults and sins. Not that so we should be condemned, but that so that we can be restored and repent, repent and be restored, and then rise up in God's love, in his glory. God bless you all.